0: Hello, hello, and
1: welcome back to a new episode of 20 and Try. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Peyton. Today's guest is Brittany Berger, author of the book 25 and Selfish and UCF
0: alum. In this episode, we speak with Brittany about her definition of self dash and how it can help us in our mid to late 20s, how to learn to live our life authentically while we're young, and how to push through a quarter-life crisis.
1: Brittany gave us so much helpful advice throughout this episode, so get out a pen and paper, tuck in, and make sure to note down all the ways we can make our 20s the best decade yet.
2: Hi. Hi, Brittany. How are you? Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you guys for having me. We're so excited. Me
0: too. If you're ready, we can get started. We start every episode off with our weekly optimism. So what is something that you are looking forward to this week?
2: What is something I'm looking forward to? Oh my God. I kind of look forward to every day. So I think just being, I mean, even this is a little cheesy, but I think just being so present in every moment and, and being aware, I think it took me a really long time. It did for a fact to learn what being present really is and not trying to rush or really look forward. I feel like so many times we're looking forward to the next plan or situation or person you're gonna see or whatever it is that we're counting down. And I realize that looking too forward kind of rushes your life ahead of you instead of just being here. So I kind of just try to look forward to every moment as it is and just being healthy and happy And a high vibrational human, to be honest.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's such a good statement. And I feel like we haven't had a lot of people talk about that on here. Mm -hmm. And it's important because I I know a lot of people who throughout college were like, oh, I just can't wait for this to be over. Like, I just want to be in my career. I want, I want to just fast forward these years. And then looking back, they really felt like they were fast forward like, I feel like it went way faster than it was meant to be. So is that something that you, you started to implement now? Is it something that you like realized firsthand that it just goes by too quick? If you are just planning and planning and planning.
2: Definitely. So right out of college, the job that I had, I was traveling a lot, like every other week for years. And so I was always looking to like the next conference, the next conference, the next city. And next thing I know, like six months pass, a year passes. And I'm like, what just happened? And who am I? And another year goes by and like, and that's fine because you're allowed to be focused. Right? right. However, I was so not present. Like I was a rusher. I'm, I'm a type A personality. I was more so years ago, but the reason why I wrote my book 25 and selfish to begin with was because the journey talks about how I wasn't a Russian life, just like what I'm explaining to you. And, and the fear of kind of adulting and growing up not saying that it's a scary thing but I think just choosing what you want to do in your life like based on the society pressures of are you in the right city like who are you hanging out with do you have like a boyfriend or not which is so hilarious because I'm 29 now so I can really reflect on the 20s team um, to tell you where you're supposed to be and where you're going but in general just you know even now a lot of my friends feel the pressure of getting married or meeting someone or not. And like, I'm single and I don't even call it single. I call it independent because I'm so proud of who I am and like being authentic and showing up as me everywhere that I go. And I was never really like that before. And it was because I feel like there's not enough room, you know, in society or a community, or maybe it wasn't even my friendships or anything. I think it was just in life. And then you have social media. I mean, like, I cannot imagine when I was in college, Yeah, there was Facebook and Instagram, but nothing like it is now. So I can't even imagine you guys going through that in high school. Like the way that girls look in high school, trust me, I did not look like that, honey. But I think, you know, yeah, I think just navigating in life, cutting out the rest, cutting out everybody else or comparing yourselves or whatever it is, like focus on who you are and the people that you surround yourself with automatically, like that's kind of also who you become. So I read a quote recently, and I always bring it up to myself when we talk about, you know, optimistic things or quotes or something that kind of bring up our happiness. And they say, don't attract what you desire, like attract who you are. So if you are a happy person and you are high vibrational and you do want better for yourself, you will attract those people, those opportunities, those things in life where you don't have to harp on thinking like, I feel like I'm being held back, or this person has an amazing job. That's not fair. And jealousy seeps in. And then, you know, judgment of self and doubt of self seeps in compared to if somebody else is judging you or doubting you, or you just feel the pressure. And it's like, F the pressure. You know what I mean? But (laughs) because it's there. But the whole thing is everybody has that pressure. And the other thing is, how are you going to react and respond to it? And how are you going to handle it? Because it's your journey. Like Both of you are two different people. You may want two different things. I'm so excited for you and happy and able to celebrate with you this platform that you created because 20-somethings do need this. You know what I mean? And the reason why I wrote my book is because this was not out there. And what I needed at the time before turning 25, not being present, and I had a beautiful man that you can read about in my book who showed me what presence was. No, it was not him. It was life that he showed to me but I needed someone to kind of like open my eyes to be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you rushing? Like you're literally living to work, to grow an empire, to be a badass bitch. And now I'm like, oh my God, I can still be a badass bitch. I can still grow an empire, but I can be present. I can be here. Like even when I go places or I'm with friends and everybody's on their phone the whole time, like sure, technology is great, but like, I don't love it. I don't want to be on my phone. I want to look up. I want to look in front of me. I want to know what's around me. I want to be aware. And I want to bring the right people and opportunities around me. And that all comes with being present. Wow. You mentioned phones.
0: That's, that's like, that's our I whole podcast. Okay. Thank you, Brittany, well, so was, much yeah, for your time. Podcast.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. You. We're live. If anybody wants to know what 20 and trying is about. There you go. She just summed I it is. up. I um, get it. <laughs> you mentioned phones there. And I really liked that. Phones and being present because I don't know if anybody's ever noticed wh- back when we could, I'm sure everybody has, but back when we could go to concerts, what is everybody holding up?
0: On a cell phone, oh my it bothers God, me Everyone on their phone. You don't even have to go to a
1: concert. One time I was at a concert and I was like, God, like my phone's dying because I'm recording all of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I even going to go back? And I have concert videos. I don't go back oh. and fucking watch them. Oh. Like, what am I doing? Then I realized the next few that, I'm going to put my phone down. Like, if it's a song I really want to, or he's the person of or course, the act is doing something out of this world, then I will record it. But I can sit home and listen to the song. You know what I mean? I think being present totally. is so important. And that's just a number one example of like a concert can go by like that. And you're watching it while it's in front of you on your little screen. Like, it's insane.
2: And there's no point. You want to know what's also funny? Side note, I just have to bring this up because everything that I share is from experience. And like, I also see everything as like some type of lesson only because I know that's how my life unravels. And I think that's beautiful and that's fine. Um, This past weekend, it was one of my very good friends' birthdays. And I'm only bringing this up because I'll explain the story. So I walk into a bathroom of this party with one of my friends and she's a bit older, but so wise, so beautiful, so amazing energy. And there were like five or six girls sitting in this bathroom. It was a very large bathroom. Like it looked like there was like a team meeting happening. So whatever, I do my thing, I'm washing my hands and I hear them and they're complaining and they're just like, even if any of these women which I'm sure cause I've met some of them listen to this I hope they learn from this they were sitting there complaining like I hate the music Ugh, like this guy isn't into me or he's talking to someone else it's ruining my night and I'm really having a bad time like all this stuff they were just complaining complaining and I'm like I have to say something I have to say something because I came in like they were beautiful and dressed up this was like my best guy friend's birthday so I came in with like sneakers like this denim jacket and I'm just like I'm here to dance like my best friend flew in from LA I'm with all my boys like I'm here to have fun for hours, like to dance. Like this is all I need in life. So I hear them complaining. And I was like, guys, I'm like, I'm sorry. I just have to let you know to be here. I'm like, are you all friends? They were all friends with each other. I'm like, go out there and dance. Like your night isn't over. It's, it doesn't stop here. Like wake up, switch your perspective, go out and dance and embrace the music. You don't like it. You're with your friends. Like have fun for you. Like you want to make this a good night, make that decision. Now you don't have to do it later. And they're all like, wow, you're right. Like what is this blah 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 and I'm like you can always change the moment and all these guys out here if they don't see you for who you are or how special you are then they aren't for you like also in our 20s I remember I mean I don't think I was ever really like that to be honest because I told some of my friends after to be like did we used to talk about that stuff like did we really care about having a bad night like we used to go out we never even drank all we wanted to do is dance and that's just kind of like a mindset of what you want yes you can have a mission and go out and try to get yourself a sexy man 100 percent But if you just let yourself have fun first, be grateful and present with your girls first. Don't be embarrassed to get out there. If there's no one on the dance floor, by the way, I'm that girl where I'm the first one out there. Like, I don't (laughs) care who's around. I'm not looking at anyone. This is my song or not. I'm just like, I just want to feel my body move because you can, like, there's no judgment. Like the moment that you believe that you also don't care what anybody else thinks about you. And that took me a while. I think it took me writing my book and writing all the insecurities and vulnerabilities that I buried down inside of me. And I didn't even know they existed to write them out on paper thinking that, you know the public is going to read that was a lot. That like my mother is going to read this stuff, you know or guys in my life. And I think that woke me up to be like I'm gonna be fearless now because all my shit is out there. Like I have nothing to fear. So, I feel like in your 20s, and they were around your age too, I was like, oh my God, I wish I could have told my younger self all of these things because in this moment, like this is the beginning of your 20s. Like this is your time to figure out who you are. You'll figure out what you wanna do, but people, even my age, still don't know, and that's okay. Like you need to look at life as what am I actually passionate about? What do I wanna do that's gonna make me happy every single day? That's what you follow, not just for the money, not just for saying that you work here because like Amazon or Google is so awesome. Like do something that's good for you that maybe you can control, that you can build, that people will support you, you know, but that you're passionate about because you live in your head and you live in your brain. Nobody else does. So you can't give them that power. You have to take it. Wow. Yeah,
1: all of that I agree with. So can you walk us through the story of how, 25 and selfish came to be
2: how it came to be was I was in a job for a couple years where everyone was 20 years, like and older than me, pretty much. They were all obviously real adults and I'm like right out of college. And I realized that I wanted to grow within the company and that wasn't really happening, but it was safe. I was comfortable. I was traveling to great places. I did love what I was doing because I was in the event industry. That's what I went to college for. So it all kind of lined up. I was just so unhappy. And I'm a very positive person. And I can say that with conviction and certainty because I've lived in my body for 29 and a half years, baby. Um, (laughs) So I knew that when you wake up and you're unhappy, like you got to make a change. And so realizing that I went on a trip called Birthright, if you're familiar. And there's always the one American girl who falls in love with a sexy soldier. And that happened to be me. (gasps) However, even though right now, like listening to me and watching me, you're probably like, oh, 100%, it would be you. But trust me, like, how old was I? I was just turning 24. So I was 23. And that was not my personality. Like I took like intimacy and like sex very seriously. Like, like sharing my body with someone was very sacred. I mean, it still is, but like more sacred then than it was now. Um, Book two is coming with all those stories. And so, (laughs) and so I I met this beautiful man that I was like insecure to a point where he came on the, on the bus. And I just thought like, he's never going to go for me. Like, I thought he was so beautiful. I was like, so speechless. Oh my God, this is going to be a great, um, full circle moment. Cause I have another story for you after this. This is so I can't wait.
0: (laughs) So also I think because
2: not everyone knows what birthright is. Birthright
0: is a trip that, Oh yeah. Jewish Americans can take to Israel
2: and, and you just it, like visit you, Israel and yes. have a great time and learn the culture and all these things and like just eat a lot of food. Exactly. exactly. Don't yep. worry. I love that. So I thought he was, and he's, this isn't the whole book obviously, but I thought he was so gorgeous and I was like, he's never going to even like go for me anyway. I was just like not confident, like had my insecure vulnerabilities, of course, who doesn't? And he did and he like highly pursued me. Um, And I was shocked. And there's a whole journey of ups and downs when these things happen because nothing that happens is perfect. It never is. And I always say that like when you have an expectation for something in life, don't have expectations. What's my quote? No consequences, no expectations, just growth. Because so many times, like I still do sometimes by accident, I place like rules around certain things of my life, like subconsciously, where I don't even realize that I'm doing it. And so even if we put ourselves in a limiting belief mindset, thinking like, this is never gonna happen or I'm not gonna be that person. Like those girls in the bathroom who probably thought like these guys are never gonna pick me. Like, yes, they will pick yourself. And if they don't see how special you are and how amazing you are, they're not supposed to be in your life. And you have to believe that because what's meant for you will never, ever, 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 ever miss you. I promise you that. Anyway, so he showed me how to be present and what life really was. And I always thought, you know, through dating and that whole journey, that I would settle for whoever I would spend the rest of my life with. Cause I was just like afraid of marriage because I was dating a lot of boys. I shouldn't say a lot. I feel like that's not true, but let's just call them a group of boys who knows. And they were not worthy, but I know that now. And back then I was always trying to adapt to their life, to what they liked, minimizing myself and making myself small, which I didn't know that was a thing until a couple years ago, that when you show up as your full authentic self, like you literally radiate high vibration like that's what it is I never even knew what a high vibration was either until a couple of years ago until like I started my spiritual journey and everything which happened literally after my book so through this love story and realizing that I was unhappy and he helped transform that for me like I truly believe on this earth we have many soulmates in life and I think he was like my first one that I really felt like an undenying magnetic, strong love where he truly trained, like changed my perspective on life. And I think that's beautiful. And I've had more soulmates come in since then. And I think for the rest of our lives, we may have that. And you don't have to be intimate with them or make it romantic or not. I have sometimes, but sometimes you don't. And it's because it's okay to make, to take chances. And that's what I realized in my twenties is that I always said to myself, like, even if I wanted to do something, I didn't do it because I would justify being like, no, maybe you shouldn't, like you should have a rule around it. And I was like, what is it like to be free? Like, what is it like to actually take those risks and chances? Like what's the worst that's going to happen? Because yes, worst things can happen. Like you need to be really self-aware in situations um, with men, women, whatever you choose, but if you feel comfortable and safe in a situation and you know that like, it feels right and it feels aligned for you, go for it. And if it doesn't last forever, accept that and and accept it as like a beautiful experience and a beautiful thing, because I've had such great relationships come into my life that weren't long-term, but I'm so grateful for them because they served its purpose to whatever it is. And and I'm friends with like the majority of all my past lovers anyway. And I think that's a beautiful thing to say that. So like start now, just kidding. Um, But anyway, so he showed me what it was like to just really be here and to put my phone away I was connected to that thing you know and to again like look up and actually like smell the freaking roses like I never did that before and I always rushed and he also just showed me that I was unhappy in my job and the only reason why I wasn't leaving was because I was afraid because I was so comfortable but then if I was waking up every day and my alarm would sound and I was crying and I didn't want to be there like why what I continue that job, because my parents said that I should, because I was making a great life for myself and it was a career move. But I, for some reason, put myself in a bubble from society being like, if you're in something great, you should stay. But I didn't want to be there. You're allowed to move on. You're going to get another job again. Something great can come of it. And I also realized like I wasn't in love with Miami anymore. And I had my friends here who, of course, I loved, but I needed a big change. And so reading the book, I ended up moving to another country for a little bit. And I don't wanna give everything away, but it just shows that, you know, in less than a year before turning 25, and we talk about having a midlife crisis, you know, for our parents' age. And then all of a sudden there's a quarter life crisis because 20 somethings wanna make things big. Um, But it's not a crisis, you're just unhappy. And what are you gonna do about it? Like, what is really stopping you? Like for anybody listening to this right now, I would pause it and I would take out like paper or pencil and write it down and sit with yourself and be like, what do I really want out of life? And you don't need to figure it out now like you don't ever have to have everything all figured out nobody does like it's going to come with clarity and time and awareness and focus and intention and when you write that down like what makes me happy simple things like what do i want out of life how do i want to feel what opportunities do i want to bring in like what makes you happy and find that and if you need to take a pause in life at whatever age and if you're financially able to do it amazing if not figure it out, like I have, I haven't counted in a while, but I have like six sources of income because I have like six different jobs. Cause I love doing so many things and I'll always try something once. And if I don't like it, then I'll close that chapter. I'll close that door, but nobody's going to make that decision for me. And I hate when opportunities pass me by. So we're allowed to sometimes step away from things, go back into it according to what we want. And the whole point of it being 25 and selfish is you could really read this book at any age, but to me, self dash ish is the positive aspect of choosing you. Like, what are, what do you, why do you, why are you living? Like, what do you want out of life? Why are you here? Like, this is our human being experience. And if you're doing something that you don't find happiness with it, then it's not meant for you. And you're allowed to grow out of it. You know, we all change our interests so many times. And then you'll realize maybe sometimes you also need to change who you're hanging out with. And it also helps create and carve your path and who you are. So at that time, when I was like 23 and 24, I'm like, wow, like, do I really want to take this risk? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I realized the only thing that was driving me was fear. It wasn't even myself. The fear of the potential of something happening that didn't even happen yet. That's why fear is so crazy. Like Mm -hmm. false events appearing real, something that you might manifest negatively, accidentally based on society and what you've seen in a movie or heard about. But this is your life. Like you are in control. So you never have to worry about it. It's kind of like follow your truth.
0: There is just so much there to even like unpack and go into. Like we can touch upon like how many, how you're supposed to, I can't say anything because my dogs aren't letting me. Um, Like you can, we can talk about how we probably have a lot of different soulmates or people who come into our lives for a reason and that they have to show us something. We can talk about the fact that you were in this career that you felt like on paper it was great but if you didn't Mm -hmm. actually feel fulfilled or it it wasn't making you happy then why are you in it it's because like as a society we think we have to make like these career moves that to be a boss bitch for lack of a better word like we need to have that title or work for a company that actually says something and going on your own is really scary so I guess kind of bringing it back in your book, you also mentioned that you help people avoid a quarter life crisis. And you mentioned a quarter life crisis yourself. So why do you think that this feeling even exists? Like, why is this something that has
2: entered our social realm? Like, why are we worried at only 25 years old? It's the pressure and we're constantly comparing ourselves to everybody else. And there's a lot of jealousy out there. And I think that a lot of And I don't want to just speak for women in general compared to like your audience or listeners, because it can be for anyone and even guys too. I know that they're like, some guys are very insecure about not making enough money or feeling like they have a great job, but they're not getting paid a lot. And we're allowing other people to also decide our worth. And I really just think people need to stop focusing on comparing themselves to other people and they need to just focus on themselves. And I think that people also believe that their biggest and highest dreams they cannot achieve them because of logistics. They don't realize that like, when I talk about soulmates coming into my life, like some of these people who came into my life defeated all odds in their industry over and over and over and over again. And when I say some of them, it took years, a decade maybe, and now they're at the top in their industry. I think that's a beautiful thing. And as long as you keep striving and striving, and the reason why sometimes it takes longer for others is because of their own self-doubt that they inflict upon them. And also just thinking, you know whoever your community is or who you surround yourself with. I I write in my book too, because everything's transcribed there of that entire year from beginning to end. And like my dad was even just like, what do you mean you're quitting your job because you're unhappy? Like, what is that, you know? When I just, oh, so I quit, moved somewhere, came back, decided to write the book. And everybody's like, you've never written a book before. Like, can you even write? Like, how do you even know it's gonna be success? I was like, I'm not even, first of all, those words never even entered my mind until somebody else planted that seed of fear. From what? Judgment. They don't even know me. I was like, and guess what? I didn't tell anybody I was writing a book for months because I was afraid because he like planted that seed of fear in me. And from that whole experience, I realized like the reason why I wrote this book is because I wish this journey was out there for me to read, to help me. Because my whole point of 20 somethings, I think like the acknowledgement section of my book is for those who feel lost, the answer is now in your hands because it's in a form of a book. And it just shows you like, I'm a 20 something too. Like at the time, like I wasn't a CEO, I'm not a millionaire. I don't have it all figured out and that's okay. Like who was out there to tell me that that's okay? No one. And I wanted to be that person for everybody else. And I'm even telling you now at 29, it's okay. I'm so grateful for every part of my journey. And even though that year, like, yes, I wrote a book. I opened up my own consulting company. I did a lot of PR and events as a contractor. And I, every cent that came in, It was in my power, like I decided my worth. And even if that year, because it's true, I made the least amount of money because I wasn't working full time. Bills are expensive, health insurance is expensive. All of these things that like our parents probably paid for at one point. And then your job, it was so worth it. Like, I don't regret anything. I just, I think if I did have to regret anything, no, I don't. But I would say that (laughs) there's other things that I wish I would have done even more of and more chances that I would have taken. But you just have to literally put your foot on the gas pedal and just go and really have, again, no judgment of yourself. Just try it, try anything once.
1: Right. I think it's so important too, that you're putting that message out there because I think a lot of people, especially at this age, we've grown up with this societal outlook and we've been drilled our entire lives of like, this is what you got to do. You got to go to school, graduate, go to college, find someone, get married, have kids, retire. Mm -hmm. That's life. And we've talked about this many times on the podcast. And I think a lot of people don't have the want to do something and follow something that they're passionate about because they think that they have to follow that structure or because I majored in this, I have to get a job in this. And that's not always the case. One thing I've learned from speaking to so many different people on this podcast is a lot of people did that life, didn't really like it, ended up following an entire different path, something that they were either passionate about or something that just like an opportunity that came their way. And it's so important to do that because at the end of the day, like you said, what's going to make you happy. It's easier like, for them not to, exactly.
2: that's why they don't do it. Exactly.
1: And so I'm, I mean, what I'm going to sit here when I'm 60 years old and say, I didn't live out my life, but I had this job that I could tell people I had, like, we're not looking at it in the, like the grand scheme of things because we're still so young. But it's important to know that one day mm-hmm. down the road, you're gonna look back at your life and you're gonna say, did I achieve everything I wanted to? And not the achieve money-wise or, or career status-wise. Did Am I happy? Am mm-hmm. I fulfilled? What legacy am I gonna leave to whoever? You wanna know what's funny? Me?
2: Even though for four and a half years I worked for myself until quarantine and everything that I did was events in person, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, speaking engagements, et cetera. And when quarantine happened and I didn't have money coming in, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And opportunity fell into my lap for a full-time position at a company. And I thought, oh, like, I don't want to take it because I'm so used to working for myself for all this time. And I made a great living for myself, et cetera. But I took the job because I didn't know how long this was going to be. I can't control the world and what happens. And obviously, like, look at how everything changed. And so in August of last year, I took this job. So when we talk about jobs and titles out of college and beyond like right now my everyday full-time job I'm a director in a medical company and at 29 that is someone's like career like that is someone's let's say when they're out of college or they're beyond and they see the whole life for themselves in this job and it's like what do you do and it's like oh I'm a director of a medical company like I am but I don't see myself in that way I still identify with like who am I As a person. And yes, it's still like the speaking and the writing and all that stuff that I'm still so passionate about. I'm also a fitness instructor at Equinox. I'm a mindfulness coach, a manifestation advisor. Like I do so many other things at the same time because you can. So I want everybody listening to also realize like you can have this career, you can have this title, you can have a great job, but you can also do so many other things, or you don't have to do it at all. Like it's okay. When life hands you lemons and you want to make lemonade, you can even do something else with it. Like you can still take in these opportunities and accept them and still not feel like you're leaving your passions and abandoning, you know, them or the things that you really want in life. And so you mentioned, obviously, taking opportunities, which is key, but
1: there's also setbacks that come with that, like how COVID was for you. Mm -hmm. So how do you think these setbacks help shape who we are?
2: We as a collective or individually? Both. I would say... As a collective, I think it's made all of us a lot more aware of who we are, what our triggers are, what we actually care about in life and for ourselves and seeing what we can handle. You know, what are we comfortable with? What makes us uncomfortable like at all? I know that for me, it was a huge awakening. I think as a collective, it's also a huge awakening that we literally saw like, oh, guess what? You're not in control and you're forced to surrender and let go now. And I think that even at your age, So many people feel like they need to be in control so badly because you're in the driver's seat of your life. And that's true. But if you also do have faith in something, I mean, I'm Jewish, like that's my religion. But like, I feel that like my base and foundation of faith is like the universe and spirituality. And I've learned more and more to just trust, trust, have faith, like pray, manifest and work on intentions every day and gratitude and really seeing what we're thankful for. And in moments where I could have been like, oh, my God, I'm upset. Money's not really coming in. Like, I don't have all these jobs that got lined up. All my contracts got canceled for the year or an extended period of time. How am I going to handle and react and respond to the situation? And I was like, you know what? I haven't taken a vacation in years because I work for myself. That's the other thing about working for yourself for a couple of years, you know? And I'm like, I'm going to take this time to watch every movie that I've ever wanted to to relax, to like do good for my mind and my body, you know, like all these things yeah. for me and be, guess what? Selfish baby. That shit came right back around. So I was like, I'm still selfish. What's up? Let me introduce you to myself. Um, and I just think for everybody else, they either went down a really bad negative hole or a really positive one in terms of how they chose to now live their life and how you perceive your situation now or failure or success in general, you know, and I really hope that people took it as a really big lesson to find who you are and not bury yourself again in like technology and like get out there, go out in nature, go take a walk, like be social and, and go meet people. I feel like at the beginning of my twenties, I was so attached to who my inner circle was. And it also took my book and networking and like going out there and like my book tour and all that stuff to really put myself out there and like go to events alone. And like, I show up places alone all the time. And I never think twice about it. And I'm like always social and meeting people. And it's because I want to, like there's some people that you'll meet and just one conversation can change your life. And they might have so much to say to you that may change your whole perspective on yourself and who you want to be and where you want to go. Or they might be like that one smile or like sign from the universe that you needed. And I just hope that it really made people understand what alignment is and if you wake up feeling really good that day even having nothing to do or feeling really bad that day like what are you going to do to make your day better because it's your job and it's your choice and it's your control like no one has that power over you in your mind but you and I think we give it away so often that showing us that our hands were tied behind our back and we weren't allowed to leave our houses and you have to wear masks like in that world like that was our reality how are you going to choose to live it are you going to embrace it are you going to reject it like it's up to you like you can reject it and be miserable you can embrace it and be happy and that's a choice very true
0: that is so wonderfully put Mm -hmm. so Brittany you mentioned though that you were working for yourself for so long prior to COVID and I think that a lot of 20 somethings are under this misconception that we have to pay our dues before you know doing our own thing working for Mm -hmm. ourselves kind of carving out our own path so why do you think that we have these misconceptions and how can we kind of
2: squash them and really make our twenties the best that we can for ourselves? So everybody has to pay their dues. I know that in college I had internships and they were unpaid, um, but I did towards the end of, co- and thankfully I did have financial support from my parents, um, which I'm very, very, very grateful for and blessed for. And towards the end of college, I worked at a company at the time called Evolve Group, and it was an event production company who put on a bunch of concerts at UCF. Mm-hmm. I wonder if some of the bars are still there that we used to um, I'm sure. throw big concert events at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I mean, nothing in Orlando really changes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So during that time, though, no, I did get paid. I think I worked for them for like a year and a half, but I just really took in every opportunity. Like I had an internship between, like every summer that I came home from school, and then I also volunteered for Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week every summer, like swimsuit week in South Beach, because I loved fashion. I loved events. I thought maybe I want to work for a catalog or some type of magazine. So I interned for Miami Magazine. I did volunteer for Ocean Drive Magazine. I went out and I was like, what's Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week? Like, do they have volunteers? I applied. I got it. I did it every summer. And then I was like, what's it like to work in a department store doing events and PR there? So I I did the South Florida Bloomingdale stores. And so there were just so many things that I put the seed out there and I asked myself, and it's all about asking yourself, what do you wanna do? Like, what do you like on a day off? You know, Whatever that means to you. And then finding your passion there. Like when I got out of college and I wanted to do events in like, you know, lifestyle, fashion, food industry. And I ended up going into the medical field and I was like, I am not interested in this at all, but it completely professionally set me up to work for myself and actually better story, when i was in college and i was graduating i thought i had a a job lined up with a family friend and it actually fell through and i didn't know until i graduated and i was already home so i had no backup plan for the first time in my entire life and i was freaking out and i was like how do i not have a job oh my god and what happened you're embarrassed like there's shame in that and like i can confirm that now because looking back i know that's what it was but i could probably never admit that at the time And so I was applying for all of these jobs every single day that you needed eight years of experience before. And I was like, trust me, like I got out of college. I didn't do anything. Like you're trying to tell me that I can be a director of a company, which I am now, which is kind of funny. So that's how that works. But it's all about hard work and finding again, what you like. And sometimes we feel like we need to accept the job and guess what I did. And the other mentality you're allowed to have is the EVP of the company at the time said to me, if you want to only stay here for a year, that's okay. But is there anybody knocking down your door? And I was like, no, it's crickets. He's like, take the job. And he was right. And what's funny is that that job that I didn't want, that landed into my lap, which I write about that whole scenario in my book as well, and how I kind of navigated that being out of college with no job, trying to figure it out, seeing what's next and how that kind of flows into for the rest of your life. I realized that that job also paid me a ton more that I never, I mean, like I, I kind of traveled with my family, but like I did, I never traveled alone. So it made me into an adult really quick because I went to school in Florida, like where I'm from. I didn't have to like go on flights and figure out how to navigate right. airports, which at the time I'm like, read the sign. You're in Atlanta. You, have to take-. you gained independence from completely, that. Yeah. Completely. And this is at 21. And so for me, like, that was a big deal. I've always been such a homebody. I never went to sleepaway camp. I only went to day camp. Like, I'm a Leo, so I never, like, leaving home. Like, home is where I'm at. <gasps> what up, <'cause. laughs> uh, so, so, yeah. So I was just, like, you know, I wish I would have had. It's so funny because I have such moments, like, living in my own mind and body where it's, like, I talk about this story now. And I'm like, oh, my younger self is so funny. Like she used to worry all the time. Like I would worry and stress about everything in life. Everything, 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 everything. Worrying, stress, type A, human. Like God forbid I tried meditating or yoga. Hi, Brittany. Nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least now, you know, life gets better and I could not be more. I don't even want to say opposite of who I was, but expanded and elevated. Mm -hmm. And even like the word confidence, like my cousin who is so sweet and amazing, Izzy, um, she's an unbelievable singer, songwriter. And she was Annie on Broadway at age nine. Like she recorded songs, maybe an album. She's like amazing, right? So you're thinking now like, oh my God, this nine-year-old, but she's in high school now, like a normal kid, you know? And she used to always say to me, she's like, you're my role model. I was like, oh my God, but you're mine, even though now you're only 16, you know? Like she's- I had a little sister It's her, and she's so important to me and I even said to her I was like listen like you're in high school like enjoy this moment like live your youth like if you were to be if you were put on Disney Channel and you were supposed to be there then you would have but look at all these Disney Channel stars now like that's not your path like it's beautiful that you can have that type of success at a young age but again like what's meant for you is meant for you in that exact moment, like opportunities that have come into my life. I'm shocked by sometimes even people, because it makes no sense, but it does. If you believe in alignment and authenticity and being who you are. So she used to say to me, like, you're so confident. You're you're teaching me confidence. I was like, I'm confident. This is like a couple years ago. I used to see confident though, as a negative word, just Mm -hmm. like selfish, selfish by definition really is, except by your perspective of realizing like you can put yourself first and by doing that and it makes you happy. It's a ripple effect to your friends and family and like people in the street or like someone in the line at Publix, you know, that's pure happiness and alignment. But confidence, I couldn't understand why I saw that as a negative word. And I realized that it was my own judgment behind it of being like, if I say that I'm confident that that means that I have an ego and that means that I'm conceited. And I really didn't like that at all. And so she helped me perceive the word as like, No. You know what confidence is? It's certainty and knowing who you are. It's working through so much self-work to find out what bothers you, what doesn't, who do you want to be? What type of person do you show up as? And are you her? Are you her when you're sitting on your couch alone or in your room or with your best friend or with like a potential boyfriend, girlfriend, lover, whoever it is? Don't you want to be the same person all the time? That's confidence being like, yes, because I have so much conviction in who I am and how I carry myself and how I show up in the world with so much like love and able to just share joy, which might sound cheesy, but I don't care because that's the vibration and plane that I live on. I live on that now, but I didn't even know what that was seven years ago, you know, and it's all about just finding that. And like, it's so funny that my first book kind of helped lead that way and now going into my second book, which is a bunch of situationships. It's more like a romantic love story, but it also <laughs> talks about like our inner, which I love talking about, our inner awareness of even who we are as these people in a relationship, outside of one, but just how we exist in the world. And you should always exist as you because the best person to be is yourself, nobody else. And you were born the way that you are and how you think because of you. But we also have everything that from our childhood that was taught to us, we hold on to. And it doesn't mean, that we're meant to hold on to them. First of all, I have friends who have children right now. If I was 29 raising a child, who knows? I mean, that'd be great child, great energy. However, imagine me raising a child at 23 or 24. I don't know what I'm doing until for six years. Imagine I know having... people who have them now. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, I don't know. Kudos to the moms because like, I love my freedom. And that's why when we talk about also like having the empire or the great job at 29, 30, whatever, don't worry about it. Don't worry about having this amazing job or this amazing relationship or living in an amazing apartment, an amazing city, just because someone's going to ask you and you don't want to be embarrassed about your situation. Embrace right. your situation, own your situation. That's where we are. In your late 20s, that's what you get to. Hopefully, so, some people aren't even there, but you got to own it.
1: Right. No, I agree. And so you mentioned confidence kind of having a, having a negative what do you think
2: about it? Do you think confidence is a negative word? If somebody was like, or if you say that you're confident, how do you feel about it?
1: Not to me. I don't think so. That's just me though.
2: But you I, think it's a negative I word think, or no?
1: I don't think it's a negative word. Okay, good. No, I, I find strength in confidence.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that's exactly correct. So yeah. I didn't see it that way. And I could not well, believe it through all the self work that I did, but right. it is your superpower. No, it's so. true, And go, I mean, girl.
1: well, what I wanted to ask was, you know, you say selfish, like how you thought confidence had a negative connotation mm-hmm. like how selfish does now in your book it has a completely different correct so what is that definition and why should we have it in our mid-20s
2: self dash ish yes <laughs> so selfish without the dash means a lack of consideration for others only thinking about yourself thinking that only your thoughts matter and your actions matter however When you decide to be self dash ish, you're able to create boundaries for yourself that allow you to be the best person that you can be for you. So you can be the best person to everybody around you so that people want you around that you're able to contribute, you know, more positivity, kindness, love, fun, laughter, a presence when you know that you're good. If you don't fuel yourself with self-love and awareness of who you are, everything else falls to the plate. And then you're just like an empty body being there with no purpose, being unsure of who you are. If there's anything you wanna be sure about in life, it's yourself. You can be unsure about your job. You can be unsure about your friends. You can be sure about your city. Then you really gotta, again, take that pen or pencil and paper and write down on one sheet, on one side, everything you're sure about and everything you're unsure about. The first thing that I would write about that I'm sure about is being me. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to do. You are yourself through the rest of this life. Like this skin, stays on your body until your last day on this earth. Your brain, you only have one. Your mind, you wake up and sleep with every day. So you need to make sure that you're good so you can be good for and with everybody else as well. But you can't, I can't be there for my friends if I'm not okay.
1: So you gotta be self-dash-ish. gotta be self dash That's what we're taking away from here, Mm -hmm. people. No, it's perfect. It's your own- definition of something that we really do because at the end of the day you can care about yourself and not be an asshole to put it in terms like it really you can still have empathy and you can care about people and also care about yourself because who said that you can't care about yourself and can't care about other people like why is it two separate things like just because I care about me doesn't mean I can't care about other people and I don't know where it got lost in translation but that's a perfect way to to put it.
2: Well, you know, what's funny when I was thinking about the title of my book and I really wanted something with like, I was like 25 because I was turning 25, but also like a quarter because now when my book came out, I think like afterwards, obviously I didn't start this. Like people have talked about this all the time, but it just wasn't really out there in writing to be shared about the whole quarter life crisis situation. Um, and everybody feeling like they're going through it and they're feeling stuck in life. So I was like, how do I want to, I think I have the recording on my phone somewhere. I should look at it. I hope it's still there. So I was talking out loud and I was recording myself. And I was like, if somebody asked me like why I wrote this book, what would I say? And this was way at the beginning, obviously. And when I came up with Selfish, I thought, okay, so I met this man and I wanted to leave my entire life to like move to Israel to be with him and everything that I built and cared about before, which is a very big deal because that was very unlike my personality. And my mom was like, I didn't give birth to you to leave me. And I was like, bish, this ain't your life. I'ma be selfish, you know? And so then leaving my job, everybody that I worked with was like family to me. And I loved them so much. I felt so bad to leave, even though I was unhappy. And then leaving Miami in general, like really quickly within a two to three week period being like, boom, book my tickets, to London, I'm out. Like, And I went and I felt like I chose me for the first time in my life. In love, in work, and then in everything else, where before I always chose everyone else, and that's not fair. I wasn't being fair to myself, and so I thought I had to be selfish in order to be who I am. I had to be selfish in order to find my happiness. I had to be selfish, but I didn't. I felt like the word "selfish" of like not sharing your food and all those other things, yeah, were so it's so negative. Separate things totally. Yeah. So I was like, no, I was selfish, and I was like, and that is it. The whole thing in life is to know where you're going. You have to reflect back to see who you are and understand what you've been through and why you're here today that is the only way you can bring that forward. Brittany you
0: had so much amazing things to say throughout this entire interview so I know our audience will be walking away with things I know Peyton and I are as well but we wrap all of our episodes up with one simple question so what is one piece of advice that you would offer to other 20-somethings who are trying to figure out this decade and make the most of it?
2: go for it. I would say whatever you want to do in your life, go for it. Don't doubt yourself, because if you overthink things too much, I mean, definitely go through steps in whatever you want, even if it's like a man, if it's a job, if it's a situation, if it's a new routine, even like a, a meditation, mindfulness or yoga practice, like I meditate every single morning. And I thought it was something that was so foreign to me that I couldn't do. Something small like that. It takes 21 days to make or break a habit. So if you stick to a thought or an idea or a plan every day for 21 days straight, nothing happens without hard work and dedication. So always go for it. I love that. Perfect. I mean,
0: that's perfect. Thank you so much. I know Then maybe I need to start writing a little bit every day and get
2: back into that habit. Or say it out loud. Anything that works for you because no one's routine should be the same. We're all different humans.
1: Well, thank you for all of that advice. Just- (laughs) It was a lot, but it was needed and it encapsulated everything that we, uh, stand for here and that we want to give to the listeners. And I think it was perfect to have you on. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Brittany, you have your book 25 and self dash ish. You have your website. You speak, people can, um, work with you one-on-one you, I mean, there is a lot that you offer. So is there anything that you want to plug?
2: Sure. You can reach out to me or follow me on Instagram, burger underscore queen, B E R G E R underscore queen. And you can go to my website, I am com, And I have some articles out there and other podcast episodes. And definitely DM me or reach out to me, email me. I love to help people whenever I can because. I think that if I had someone, you know, a mentor like that in this world, I I think that I know that my purpose is to help other people. I'm like, that's why I'm on this earth hundred percent. So I'm always happy to help anyone. If they have any questions, definitely reach out and I'll help guide you a little bit. Well, thank you so much for guiding us during this interview. You're welcome and keep keep at it because people need all of this information. And I think that there's never too much out there. thank 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 you. Thank you for listening to this episode of 20 and Trying.
1: If you want to keep up with Brittany, follow her on Instagram at burger underscore queen. You can also check out her website at www.iambrittanyburger.com. And if you want to keep up with everything related to 20 and Trying,
0: make sure to follow us on Instagram at 20andtrying.podcast. You can also join our secret Facebook group where we post all things related to 20-somethings.
1: Thanks for listening and we'll be back next week. Bye.